Welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. We are back, baby. And this episode, we have a lot to tell you because it's been a minute. So we're happy you're with us. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr. And joining me, as always, my compañero from the great white north, Zachary Hicken. Uh, hello, my friend, and hello to our listeners. Thank you for uh, checking us out. Um, Sports Beat After Hours, as always, is powered by KSLSports.com. KSLSports.com, the, I don't know, one of the greatest websites in the history of the planet. Of all time. Um, uh, that was actually, I was told that by one Bill Gates, mm-hmm. William Gates. He told true. me that it's one of his favorite websites to check out. It's true. Um, Stevie Wonder told me it was the greatest <laughs> thing he's ever seen. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's we we've got a lot of great content. Um, today was a big day. Today was a big day. Uh, we had we have game winners, we have botched calls, mm-hmm. and then we got fashion show, fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch. Yes, honey. <laughs> uh, as they say on uh, on the office, one Miss Kelly Kapoor. But no, speaking of fashion, Hammer was at Fashion Week. This last week. That's why we didn't record last Sunday or Thursday because you were getting ready to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you were out in the Big Apple. Tell us a little bit about your trip. You were with uh, one Tom Hackett. Tom Hackett. Yes. The dynamic duo of Hema and Tom. We were in New York City. Is your guys' couple name Tama? <laughs> Funny story. My middle name, one of my middle names, I have two, is Tom. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, it was a dynamic duo of sorts. Yeah, Tom so, Tom. so I missed you. I missed you guys on Thursday, but we were busy getting our fashion on. Like yeah. you said, it was Fashion Week in New York City, and MLS was to celebrate the twenty five, the twenty fifth anniversary of uh, them being a, a thing, being a league. They had this fashion show where they revealed all twenty six kits for Major League Soccer, including Real Salt Lake. Um, so that's why we went down there. We went to cover it. We made this great video of our entire experience nestled neatly within six minutes. So you can check it out at kslsports.com, the MLS Fashion Week video. It was really great. It, it really was great. It it was pretty cool just to kind of see, a, a, I mean, you guys kind of gave like an all-encompassing view of everything that's going on there. And it was kind of like, to me, I would be kind of overwhelmed with everything that's going on because yeah. there's like this bright stage. It was crazy. Um, They have like a history of like all the different kits that each of the uh, franchises in MLS have worn and like their mm-hmm. history. And then just the number of celebrities that were there. Dude. You guys talked to like Colin Hanks, DeAndre uh-huh. Hopkins, Alexi Lawless. Ninja was there. We yeah, didn't get Ninja, to talk to Ninja was there. Um, yeah, it was crazy. There was an open bar. People were just sloshed by the end That's of the like the most on-brand MLS thing ever because every time <laughs> I go to an RSL game – Afterwards, they have like open bars for yeah. like all the big donors afterwards, uh-huh. and I've heard that things get a little bit crazy. Yeah, so sometimes it, with it was uh, crazy. some of the guests, but for sure, and like it's mostly like the New York City and LA clubs, like they get crazy. Yeah, and then you look at Real Salt Lake, and their model was an extreme sports uh, guy, Marshall Miller. He's like a skydiver. You've probably actually seen his videos. He like has the wingsuit. And, and it says like, it's Miller time. I love it. <laughs> and he jumps out of a plane and he goes through the canyons and stuff like that. So he was the model, really cool guy to talk to you. But he seemed like really chill and overwhelmed because like he had never done anything like this before. So like 
standing in line with like Colin Hanks and DeAndre Hopkins was was a big deal for this dude. He was the cock of the walk, baby. Yeah, it was it was nice. But anyways, I'm back. We came back Friday. Um not quite rested yet, but you know, the slew of jazz games that I was able to witness in my time here has keeping me alert and awake. Yeah, man. Holy cow. Uh do you want to start with Friday? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Friday. Uh so the Jazz in the midst of a five game skid. Damian Lillard, Dollar Dame, Dame God. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes into town. He the loudest cheers of the night were when he was introduced pregame, which is it wild. was Weber State alumni night at the game. So you yeah. got people roaming around wearing purple, not because it's the Purple Mountain jersey night, but because they're there to cheer on Weber State's greatest player of all time. Yep. and he just goes off. He hits his first four three pointers of the game. He scores twenty seven points in the first half, and it just looks like the Jazz. They were down by 14 at the half. It looks like they're yeah. going to slog on their way to their sixth straight loss. But you know what? All of a sudden in the third quarter, things come alive. The Jazz go on like an 8 or 9-0 run mm-hmm. um, to kind of close the gap. And um, Bojan really took over. Donovan hit a couple big shots. Mike Conley, looking like the Mike Conley that Jazz fans kind of expected to see uh, when he signed with the Jazz. Well, I get, sorry, didn't sign with the Jazz when he was traded to the Jazz during the offseason. So a lot of excitement with that, and then all of a sudden, we get to the fourth quarter, and they're trading the lead back and forth. Mm-hmm. The Jazz take the lead. They got the lead up to like seven with like a couple minutes left, and then all of a sudden, Portland closes yeah, it back. Dame comes back. Dame hits a couple shots um, after kind of struggling in the third and like the first half of the fourth quarter, and then um, it's tied at one fourteen with like thirty seconds left. Mm-hmm. Donovan drives, misses a floater. But crashes the board, tips the ball to Joe. Joe gets the offensive rebound, kicks it out to Bojan. It's a short clock because they got the offensive rebound, so it's 14 seconds. Time's winding down. Bojan kicks it back to Donovan. They go right back to Donovan to hit the game winner. He gets it. He lays it in. Mm -hmm. And with 19 and a half seconds left, all of a sudden Portland has the ball. Yeah. And so they call timeout, drop a play. And they go to Dame because why not? Yeah. Dame's who else are you? He's go literally to? putting together an unprecedented run that, like, you think about like what Steph Curry was doing in like right. 2014, 15, 16, 17. He never had a stretch of games like what Dalla Dame's doing right Dame now. Dame is like averaging 40 points a game. Yeah, it's insane. Like and like he's not just hitting like you know three pointers from the corner, like the easiest shot in the NBA percentage wise. True, he's hitting them. From 30-plus feet. From the logo. You have to pick him up at the logo. Mm -hmm. And the Jazz are just trying all sorts of different switches and combinations to guard him. I mean, they have Mike Conley guarding Trevor Ariza (laughs) because they want to put Royce and Joe Ingles, and they're bringing Rudy Gobert to help double him up. Man, I am just – I took a pre-workout before this because I knew that I needed to be up (laughs) to just talk about these games. And I am – I'm itchy right now. Yeah. But I'm itchy with excitement. So, 19 and a half seconds left. Dame takes the ball in the backcourt. He's got Joe up on him. He drives past Joe. Uh, Rudy gets, so Joe gets picked up on a screen. He splits Rudy and Joe, drives into the rim. He takes contact from Royce O'Neal, who was a freaking brick wall. Right. And all of a Meanwhile, sudden, Rudy comes, Rudy comes through the backside, back. and the ball goes off the glass. Rudy hits it off the glass, but it's a goaltend, and there's no call. It's, it's an obvious goaltend. The ESPN... Play-by-play team is freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. Excuse me. Dame loses his mind. And all of a sudden, 
uh, Bojan gets fouled, and Dame's just losing his mind. Yeah. Bojan sinks one or two free throws. They get another shot to uh, knock down a potential game-tying shot because they're down three. They miss it, and Dame just explodes. Yeah. The lid comes off. He's screaming after the ref. That's bull. That's bull. That's bull. Things that yeah. I can't say over a KSL airwave. He's being dragged off the court by team security. And this is like, this game was so chippy. Like, we had to get to the point to, like, kind of add in, like, this whole equation of, like, how chippy the game was. There were four technical fouls. Yeah. Trevor Ariza got ejected, ejected. from the game. <coughs> he uh, He kicked a chair. As he was heading to the locker room, it was just, it was a bizarre game. Um, and then afterwards, you know, Dame goes off in the locker room. The Jazz players are like asked about it, and they're like, "Well, you got like <laughs> Mike Conley won't just say anything. Shrugs. He just smiles and shrugs." Quinn's like, ah, "I can't comment on that." Um, people are like, to give you like a behind the scenes look in the media room, they're trying to piece everything together. <laughs> And they're talking about it. We haven't seen a replay because as soon as the game's over, we're running down to the uh, to get media post. room to go get post. And all of a sudden, um, Woj sends out a tweet of, about how glaringly obvious it was that the refs yeah. screwed up the call. And every, all of a sudden, there's a buzz in the media room. Yeah, We're trying to figure out a way. There's conversations about, like, hey, how do we set up an interview, a pool reporter interview with a referee? Because you can do that after a game. But you have to put in the request with your questions beforehand. Before the game ends. Before right. the game ends. And so they're trying to, like, find a way to get it all figured out. Um, and you have to, like, submit your question. And then all of a sudden Quinn walks in and we're in interview mode. Yeah. And, like, seriously, when you have Woj, who has all the followers he does on Twitter, all the people that are subscribed to him, yeah. you know, that get alerts, it's a big story. And Twitter just explodes. And so we go into the locker room and... Uh, at that point, I'm not even checking Twitter to see what's going on with this you're, you're because we're interviews. focused. Yeah. We're focused on getting these interviews, and you, there's a mixed reaction. You have Bojan who's just like, "I'm so focused on the game." <laughs> you have Mike who just shrugs. You have Rudy that's like, "Yeah, you know, what? I goaltended, but you know what? Unfortunately, like sometimes those things go missed." You have Donovan who's like, "Yeah, you know what? It sucks that we were fortunate to be on that end of the call, but you know what? We've been on the other end." Um, it, it happens and we get back to the station, Sam Farnsworth and I, and we get on Twitter and we see everything that people unfolded. are losing and their dude, minds. People are losing their minds. It's the number one trending topic like in the world Yeah, is the jazz trailblazers game. Dude, it's, it was so, it was so high profile and it's late. It yeah. is late. It's like 2 AM on like, it was 1230 when we got back to the station. Yeah. It's 230 on the East coast. Mark Cuban. People is are losing about their minds. It. Mark Cuban is tweeting out articles from the local papers, and me and Sam just going to a frenzy, trying to put together content for yeah. KSLSports.com for our social media feeds, and we're just going through everything. And in the midst of all this, um, all of a sudden Donovan and Dame start going back and forth. Yeah. Donovan called out Gary Trent Jr. in the locker room for talking smack and just saying, "Hey, he's a second-year player. He's not going to come in the Viv." Yeah. And see the stuff that he's saying. Like, he can't run his mouth. And so that turns into <laughs> a thing. Man, it was nuts. It was definitely one of the, like, it was up there with, like, BYU-Utah football game in yeah. terms of craziness 
in everything that goes on afterwards. It was up there with a playoff game. It was a playoff atmosphere, and it was just fun. It was like it was, fun. I, it was really fun. You have that adrenaline rushing. I was up till four thirty in the morning. I just couldn't sleep. Yeah. Um, we, me and Sam were at the station until like two forty five. We finally left after we were just like, hey, you know, like there's not really much more we can do. It's yeah, kind of starting to slow down, but like even at four thirty, and by the time I get home, I'm still reading stuff and refreshing yeah. stuff and seeing what other people are saying and watching. I mean, my phone was just blowing up. My phone's been blowing up all weekend. Yeah, still with this, and then yeah, it it was crazy. Like I was at home and. Um, I texted you or I messaged you or something. I was like, dude, I can't go to sleep. There's yeah. too much stuff yeah. going on still. And that's 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 kind of how that night was. It was electric, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think the Jazz escaped with a win, and I definitely thought that the Jazz aren't playing their best basketball right now, and they were lucky to get that win. Oh, for sure. So I was really worried about this next Well, game. what was really, to kind of rewind a little bit, the Jazz had like, had games where they like they should have won that Denver game. Honestly, right. when you look at the numbers heading into the game, it, Denver's on the second night of a back to back. They only they're down to seven players, and yeah. all of a sudden, like the Jazz just gave up huge runs, and that's like what they did against Portland. Portland's down to seven guys because yep. Anthony um, Simons goes down with a concussion. Trevor Ariza gets ejected, and they're playing with guys that are like, you know, two way players, right. and so yeah, it was just crazy. Um, but a lot of fun. I do have to mention, the Jazz are 15-0. and 0. I went and checked. I've been to 15 home games this year. <laughs> the Jazz are 15-0 and 0 in home games that I've been to that I've covered as a media member. I haven't been to a game as a quote-unquote fan, as a spectator, sure. as an observer this year. You will but soon, though. In games, yeah, I'll, I'm going to a game as an observer, not as a fan. I'm impartial. <laughs> on March 24th, um, when the Spurs are in town. But... Uh, I'll be at Wednesday's game when they take on the Heat. So let's see if they can go for 16 No, I'm speaking into existence. I'm a superstitious guy, but like yeah. I'm also like, you know what? Like, if you speak stuff into existence, it happens. It's true. And so that was actually, uh, I spoke into existence tonight's win. You, I remember you saying that the Jazz are undefeated in these uh, Icon Edition jerseys. The Blues. The Blues. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, when you told that to me, I was like, okay, whatever, we'll see. Because they, they were I, 9-0. I was personally, I'm like, the Jazz aren't playing well. Hemma's not, not even players. watching the game. So to give you guys like a little map of our office, um, we have like a main sports area. It's like a horseshoe shape. And at the end of the horseshoe, we have four TVs. And at any moment, we have any kind of sporting event. Everything's on there. Going on. And so we're watching the Jazz game. And Hemma... Off to the side, we have our little edit bay. That's where Hema and I sit. We don't have any TVs or monitors or anything. We're kind of isolated from the world. There are times that we're in there working, and all of a sudden we'll hear JJ or Matt or Sam like, yelp. Wah! Wah! What's going on? And we'll, we come sprinting out, and we're trying to catch a replay, yeah. and we're just like, what's going on? And all of a sudden they just like try to downplay it to like not make us feel bad. Yeah. Um, and so um, knowing that... I was kind of paying attention to the jazz game. I was back and forth. So I go out and I'm kind of watching like the last, like I think I got out at like the seven minute mark. So the jazz had kind of closed the gap. Jordan Clarkson's going off and we're getting excited. And Hem is just sitting in there until like two minutes left. Yeah. The jazz had taken like a, a seven, seven points, seven point yeah. lead. And all of a sudden, um, 
Houston gets back-to-back shots and cuts the lead back down to two. And he's like, all right, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. I'm like, I, I'm going back to the NBA. Yep. Yeah, he like <laughs> slams down. It's like Kramer slams down the dollar bills. I'm out. <laughs> Well, and he goes back exactly. into that at bay. Not quite like that, but yeah. it was just—it was very funny. We were laughing, and so I was like, "Emma, it's okay. They are undefeated in the Navy jerseys." Yeah, and everyone's just like, "Zach, you can't say that." <laughs> They're like, "Emma, get out of here." They're like, "Emma, get out of here. You can't talk about the no hitter." I was like, "Guys, speak it into existence. Yeah. It is fine. Acknowledge it, okay? You have to acknowledge this stuff." And so, so, oh, are we no, ready to go to the last thirty seconds of the game? Yeah. So okay. all of a sudden. The Jazz um, get the they get uh, the lead on foul shots. They get the lead on foul shots. Donovan knocks down two, um, so to take a one. three uh, to take a one point lead. You're right, yep. and so uh, the Rockets get the ball back with like eleven or like fifteen seconds. I can't remember yeah. exactly what it was. So great defense, great possession. They they block or they they do a great job guarding. Uh, uh, Harden, they do a great job harding, guarding uh, Westbrook. Yeah, but left to open in the corner, freaking is PJ Tucker is PJ Tucker is the evil twin. <laughs> Him and I have a running joke that Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker look just alike, They're but the same person. PJ Tucker just has tattoos. That's how you tell <laughs> the difference. Um, and so PJ Tucker knocks down the corner three. Hearts are broken. Like Everyone's freaking out. Like left. the like. Craig Bowlerjack's on the call. Oh, what a way to lose a game. You know, yeah. 1.6 seconds left. It's, it's Jazz over. call timeout, and so they get to advance the ball up to the half court. And all of a sudden, cue the Titanic music. Celine Dion comes on. Bojan, with just an absolute beauty of a shot, knocks it down. Two guys, PJ right, two guys on him. I mean, Harden it was honestly, it was I couldn't wild. believe it. Like, we all just lost it. We're cheering. We're going crazy. We woke up the whole neighborhood. We're banging our pots and pans. Yeah, it was like, crazy. It was one of the funnest endings that we've ever had to a game. Um, I mean, it was up there with that Bucks game, you know? Yeah, Where Boyan sure. Boyan hit, also Bo- hit another three to yeah, it was, win the game. It was electric. Boyan made uh, number one on SportsCenter Top 10 tonight yeah. on Sunday. And, um, yeah, it was just a great ending to a, a great game, and I cannot believe – that we beat the Blazers and then the Rockets at home. Yeah. In like three days. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Especially from where the Jazz were, you know, over the previous like two weeks. Like yeah. thir- they had a horrible 13 day stretch where, um, you know, they lose like the Spurs. They shouldn't have lost that game. Gave up 50 plus to Eric Gordon. You know, shouldn't happen. Um, by the way, the Jazz win that game if Westbrook or Harden play. Right. 100% convinced of that. PJ Tucker doesn't get 50 points. Yeah, or Eric Gordon. Or Eric Gordon, sorry. <laughs> um, and so, and then DeMar DeRozan just lights up the Jazz after that, and then Dame goes off. And so it was just kind of a really, really frustrating, um, we're airing our grievances. It's yeah. uh, it's Festivus right now, even though it's it's the middle of February. So the whole time that the Jazz are losing, we're just like, please, please, God, just let us get to the All-Star break. Yes. With enough wins to have a cushion. Yeah. There's a really hard stretch coming up. Um, the next game the Jazz have. Well, it's going to be tonight. Yeah. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's tonight. They're playing uh, the second game of a back-to-back. They're playing the Mavs. And then they come back home for the final game before the All-Star break. Uh, they host the Heat. So Yeah. Um, so yeah. we're going to see what happens. I 
as much as I love the Jazz, as much as I love as I love the momentum going forward, I don't think they can win at Dallas. No, they're too good. Dallas yeah. is such a good team. The I mean that was kind of the start of seeing the Jazz kind of the wheels start to come off that insane streak. The Jazz, I mean, they came up clutch in the fourth quarter, but like mm-hmm. they really had to fight back hard in that one, and they got a lot of momentum. I mean, that was a playoff atmosphere. They got a mo- oh, yeah, lot of momentum sure. from the home crowd, and you have a guy like Luka Doncic. He, granted, he's not going to be hundred percent because he just suffered another ankle injury. But, you know, he goes out there, and he's just a threat to post a triple-double, like a 30-10-10 every single time he goes out there. And so yep. um, it's going to be a battle, but I'm looking forward to it. You can't um, – if you want to accomplish big things, you got to face adversity. True. The Jazz, luckily, are at a point right now where, you know, even though Donovan's not playing a great stretch of basketball, Joe's a little bit down. Yep. Um, Mike's really stepped it up. Like, that's the thing is, like, there are so many pieces – that if not everyone's playing their best basketball at the same time, like someone else can step up and hopefully help lead the Jazz to a win. And, you know, you get to the point, you the the whole purpose or the hope for the season is is that you get to the point where everyone starts to gel and mesh at the right time, right at the end of the season, the team starts to peak, mm-hmm. and you can ride that momentum into a good playoff run. So we'll see if that happens. I still think they can do it. Um, but we'll keep you guys updated on kslsports.com. Yeah. Um, before we go, Hema, uh, we're going to wrap this up shortly. Uh, we just, since we do cover some pop culture, mm-hmm. the Oscars were tonight. It's one of the biggest nights in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to acknowledge what a night for Parasite. Oh yeah. Man. Crazy. Number one, that movie is unbelievable. If you guys haven't seen it yet, um, as the director Bong Joon-ho said i believe it was at the uh uh it was at the emmys or no sorry it was the golden globes it was the golden globes get over the one inch fence of subtitles yeah (laughs) and discover a new world because honestly i so i'm a big quentin tarantino fan anyone who knows me i literally like probably worship the ground that he walks on i've seen every tarantino movie a number of times I own all of them. I watch them to go to sleep. I loved once upon a time in Hollywood. I watched it three times in the first 48 hours that I was able to purchase it. I wasn't able to go see it in theaters just because as a father of a toddler, my wife works. It's hard to set that up in your schedule. But when it came out on digital, I watched it like three times in the first 48 hours that I had it. Watched it like six or seven times. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. I love that movie. It's my favorite movie and the most important movie that came out in 2019. But it's not the best movie. The best movie was Parasite. (laughs) When I saw Parasite, I thought about it every day for a week. Mm. Just different themes, the way that the story was told. It really captured me. And then I watched it again and I was blown away the second time I watched Mm -hmm. it. It was that good. Um, I've told everyone and their dog, like, you have to see this movie. And everyone's like, ah, it's in a foreign language. I can't watch it. It's not even, it's probably not even that good. Like, I've had so many people tell me that. Well, guess what? It's that good. Yeah. It was picked, it wasn't picked to win. Everyone expected 1917 to win. It had won all the um, 
guild awards you know the yeah. baftas and the the dgas and and the actors guild and the producers guild but you know what man i'm so happy for that cast like it, they just looked like they were having the time of their lives. It was really a great moment in Oscars history, and I'm really happy that I had a chance to see it before, beforehand and could experience like the elation of what they were going through and just be really happy for a really great original movie um, that, unlike anything I've ever seen, mm-hmm. it really was incredible. The writing, the acting... The set design, it it was fantastic. And if you haven't gone out and see it, it's on digital now. Just rent it. Watch it with your significant other. Watch it alone. Watch it with your dog. I don't care. Just watch it. It was cool. Um, it was really cool to see them win. Another thing that I thought was cool before we go, I couldn't help but think of our one of our former guests, Pingy Moly. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stunt man that was on Fast and Furious. Well, when... Um, Brad Pitt accepted his award. I don't remember what award he got. He won uh, Best Supporting Best Actor, Actor. F- uh, for Cliff Booth in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He shouted out all the hard work that the stuntmen do in every production. Because he played a stuntman in that movie. Because he played a stuntman. Yeah. Uh, but it's great timing because there is a hashtag going around. Hashtag stand up for stunts is what it is. Because stunt people want them to add a stunt coordinator's award in the Oscars. Who knows if they're ever going to do it, but it was just cool um, that they shouted out stunt workers, and I couldn't help but think of Pingy Moly because he's one of the friends of the program. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Pingy. Shout out to uh, to Brad Pitt for uh, bringing that awareness. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was pretty happy for Brad Pitt, too. That was his first Oscar as an actor. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. You think about, like, all the iconic That's roles crazy. that he's had. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. So I, I thought that the Oscars actually were great. Um, Parasite won four awards. Um, that was really big for me. So yeah. I'm excited. Um, I still haven't gotten through all the um, movies. I usually try and watch them all before the Oscars, but it just didn't work out this year. Uh, so I still need to watch Jojo Rabbit, 1917, and Marriage Story. So I'm going to try and knock those out in the next couple of weeks or so. But um, until then, uh, we got a lot coming up on kslsports.com in terms of NBA uh, you got the the Aggies and the Cougars in a big um, race to make it to the, the postseason, mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament. But we'll have a crew out at the All-Star game, so Doing stay great. posted for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the next two Jazz games. Locking them over for, um, great coverage. So it's important to show you guys everything that's going on. So like he said, check out KSLsports.com. Lots of great podcasts, lots of great content. We're going to be blowing it out this week thanks for listening to sports good after hours i am your host Tim Hamley jr he is zachary hickett good night everybody <laughs>